Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Uh, we're joined now by Joe Gilbert. He's Portfolio Manager at Integrity Asset Management. And Joe, plenty of weird news around at the moment. Plenty of bad news as well. We seem to talk about recession every day. We've had another really hot inflation print out of New Zealand. Do you feel like markets have got all this priced in now? Or is there possibly more downside to come? Well, well, thanks for having me. And I'm, I'm sad that you guys weren't going to sing before we started this. Um, but I uh, say that now. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, no, I, I think that ultimately, you know, the, the market has really discounted a, a, a lot of slowdown, a slowing that is happening in the economy or, you know, around the globe. And, you know, I think that it is really adequately kind of priced that in. I think that it hasn't priced in a full all out um, deep recession. Um, so, so right now, when you ask me, is it pricing and bad things? I think we have gotten there. I think that probably where we are is more of our base case that we're we're in a technical recession, um, and so which which means that it really doesn't matter because that you know the psychology of it all is going to act like it's a recession either way. But I think that the markets are kind of discounting that we're going to have a slowing in earnings, a reset, um, mind you. Um, but we're really the markets are really looking forward to 2023 at this point versus the back half of the year. So when it comes to having to put money to work in an environment such as this, Joe, where do you have the highest conviction? Where are you really kind of stepping up and going all in, so to speak? Um, you know, we, we, we try to make sure we don't have too much conviction sometimes um, because it, there's a lot of uncertainty that is happening right now. Uh, and like the way we see the, the market is we've gone, the market has gone into the late cycle trading and, and kind of actually out of that late, late cycle to more of the recession downturn playbook. So, you know, when we saw last month with energy and materials, um, those names that had held up pretty well being like the only names that were positive, had positive returns and then slowly the, you know, the market came after them as well. And so now you get to the point where investors are trying to play defense, but defense is too expensive when you try to go into consumer staples or utilities or even some some parts of healthcare. So what we're doing is we're, we're, we're really trying to be um, a little more measured. Um, what we're looking at evaluation as a guide here. So we're, we're um, you know, wading into financials, wading into some of the consumer discretionary names. And a lot of these names, especially for consumer discretionary names, are trading below where they were during the, pan- the height of the pandemic in 2020, which we think that's a little overdone. So those are what opportunities are right now. We still think, like I said, I, we think it's probably too late to play defense um, at this juncture, given that our base case is that it's not going to be a really deep recession. So with that in mind, if it's not going to be a deep recession, when would you expect to see some uptrends start to resume? 
You know, we think that this quarter um, of, of earnings um, coming up, second quarter earnings with management's most likely being uh, if, if they really want to help themselves out, um, really either suspending guidance or, or taking um, dramatic um, hack the guidance, which, which we've seen actually companies that have done that over the past couple of weeks um, that have been, uh, you know, not necessarily pessimistic, but more realistic about the environment. They've, they've gone on and been rewarded. So they've actually turned out to be trade higher, you know, two days after their earnings announcement. So I think right now the market's looking at earnings as a clearing event. Obviously, the big the, the big thing that's out there that will give everybody some calm is knowing when the Fed will stop um, raising rates. And, and actually, we, we really think that will be sometime in the third, um, you know, probably, you know, fourth quarter, but maybe even this quarter. You know, I, I think that if they can give some sense that September, if they go in September, that that is where they want to pause even further. I think that'll give us set us up for a nice fourth quarter rally. Although, you know, we will, we'll, you know, make up some of the losses we had this year. We don't think that we think we still have a negative year in for equity market. This year. One of the things, Joe, as you know, that's been a little concerning, especially where the multinational is concerned, is this resilient dollar. And even if the Fed were to go maybe on uh, hold, let's say hold in the autumn, as you just kind of suggested, that does that necessarily mean that the dollar is going to retreat a bit and give some relief to multinational firms? No, I think at that point, I think the dollar will be similar to inflation. I think I think we're we're to the point where we we where, you know we think we have peak inflation. I think we're close to peak dollar as well. Does the dollar need to fall dramatically? Um, I don't think so in order for multinationals to work. I think it just needs to stop appreciating. And I think so the pace that we've seen over the you know the previous seven months, we think that is probably you know similar to inflation. They, they kind of track each other with a tight correlation. So we think that as inflation starts to slow down and, and moderate, the dollar strength will do the same, which will follow you know similar to Fed actions. Speaking of the Fed, uh, everyone's got an opinion on what the Fed is going to do in July. I'd like to hear yours. It is going to be the last meeting until September, this one. So is there a chance to go big here, prevent inflation from becoming entrenched? You know, from the Fed speak that we got, as far as if there was anything as far as um, guiding us where, where they wanted the market to be, it feels like 75 is pretty much baked in a cake. I think the the 100 basis point um, thought of that was a lot more reflexive as far as when the market saw the inflation numbers last week. Mm-hmm. So it looks like 75 is probably most likely it. I mean, and granted, we're still kind of cautious because we think that there is a risk that the Fed will go too far. They're, they're trying to judge a lagging indicator with somewhat real-time tools. And that really puts them in a predicament that there's always a time and mismatch. And so, they, you know, they never know if they've gone too far until it's too late. So, you know, we just we, we think 75 is the, is the case for, you know, next week. And then, you know, we hope that maybe there is a 50 basis point in September um, and, and, they, and then they, they're done for the year. Are you looking to pick up a little bit more exposure, let's say, offshore? I mean, we're talking a lot on this program about markets in the Asia Pacific. Are, is there anything there that you like? You know, when we think about offshore, since we're U.S.-based investors, I mean, we're really, you know, our, our biggest fear right now is, you know, we talked a, about, a lot about the U.S. recession. Our biggest fear is what is going to happen in Europe and what that actually does as far as cascade throughout the, you know, the global economy with the U.S. and with it, um, Asia as well. So we're, we're you know, our, our biggest thing, we're, we're really watching Europe because we think that is going to be the linchpin as to far as, how, you know, the fulcrum as far as how markets actually react and how they go into 2023. And so that we're using that as a guide. 
unfortunately we're, we're not as constructive there because mm-hmm. we have winter coming. We right. have no, you know, there's no resolution for natural gas there. And so it's, it's, it's a big area of concern that I think is one of the things that's under the radar that no one's talking about. Joe Gilbert from Integrity Asset Management. Thanks so much. This is Bloomberg. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights, and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.